0: So there are I so on today's episode I have four pretty pretty comical stories. One isn't one isn't that comical at all, but you know I see it I see it as comical. Some of you might see it as controversial and and bad and not funny at all. But you know, so I'll I'll go ahead and start with that one. Okay, so uh, this is from CNN. And uh, the headline, this uh, this was published um, on the 6th, AOC calls out Mitch McConnell for photos showing young men with cardboard out of her. Okay, so in the caption of the photo, it says, uh, a photo shows a, a group of young men wearing Team Mitch t-shirts as sign of support for Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, appearing to kiss and mock choke a cardboard cutout of Representative AOC, a Democrat from New York. The original photo was later taken down and the user who posted the original photo originally apologized. Uh, A photo of a group of young men wearing, I'm now in the article, Team Mitch t-shirts as a sign of support for Mitch McConnell, appearing to kiss and mock choke a cardboard cutout of AOC, is drawing sharp criticism from the freshman Democratic Congresswoman. Hey at, hey, and she, you know, added, uh, Mitch McConnell, these young men look like they work for you. AOC, I, I understand you're, you know, you're upset. This is really, this is really just a stupid story and there's no reason that these guys should do this. Okay. Um, but I will say this just because they wear a shirt that has someone's name on it. If I, if I wore a shirt that said kobe on it i don't work for kobe okay if there's a if there's a if i wore a shirt that says donald trump um i may support donald trump but i don't work for him so just because you see a shirt that says someone's name does not necessarily mean that the person who wears that shirt means that they're working for that individual um ocasio cortez wrote on twitter on Monday. Just wanted to clarify, are you paying for young men to practice groping and choking members of Congress with your payroll, or is it just the standard culture of hashtag Team Mitch? Question mark, thanks. In the photo, which was taken from Instagram and, and was posted on Twitter, one of the men appears to be trying to kiss the cutout while another appears to be making a choking gesture. This, appears, this photo appears to be a, from a large picnic in Fancy Farm, Kentucky. An annual event known for its outspoken politics, McConnell himself spoke at the event Saturday and was taunted by chance of Moscow Mitch during his remarks um let me, I'll say this about a o c s uh appearance um a o c she's she's a good looking woman you know she's not she's not a ten she's not a one you know I'd say she's about you know a six you know good looking cute, not my type, but you know she's she's good looking not to say not to say. That this makes their behavior okay or anything like that. I'm just you know you know complimenting her. You know she's she's uh she's kind of cute, and uh, you know some people may say oh you know she's ugly or stuff like that. And I, I really don't think I really don't think that. What you need to understand is you need to when you are judging people based off um, appearances and things like that and you know all that get take take away all the politics. If you just want to be objective and judge someone by their looks. You have to know how to, you know, just take them, take them for the photo that you see. Don't take any context that you know about them. Just go, you know, go off of appearance, okay? And so, with just doing that, just, just, if I took out everything I knew about ALC and everything I thought about ALC, and I just went based, just based off her looks, she's cute. So, you know, you may disagree with me, but whatever. And, um, I'm not saying her, her worth... Her value is based off, you know, her looks. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is that she's cute. Okay. The original photo was later taken down. The user who posted the photo originally apologized. My friends and I sincerely apologize to Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, Senator McConnell, to our school, St. Jerome Parish, and our community for our insensitive actions at Fancy Farm this past weekend. McConnell's campaign manager, Kevin Golden, said in a statement that Democrats were working to demonize high schoolers. We've watched for years as the far left and the media took for every possible way to demonize, stereotype, and publicly castigate every young person who dared to get involved with with Republican politics, the statement read. These young men are not campaign staff, they are high schoolers, and it's incredible that the national media has sought to once again paint a target on their backs rather than report real and significant news in our country. Team Mitch in no way condones any aggressive, suggestive, or demeaning act toward life-size cardboard cutouts of any gender in a manner similar to what we saw from President Obama's speechwriting staff several years ago. It's not. This is not the only social media post that Team Mitch has faced criticism for in recent days. A possible Democratic challenger to McConnell, former uh, fighter pilot Amy McGrath, took issue with a photo at Team Mitch sent over the weekend that featured her name on a headstone. Hours after the El Paso shooting, Mitch McConnell proudly tweeted this photo. McGrath McGrath tweeted the image, I find it so troubling that our politics have become so nasty and personal that the Senate Majority Leader thinks it's appropriate to use imagery of the death of a political opponent, me, as messaging. Ocasio Cortez, who first came to Congress in January and ran as a Democratic socialist, has become a common target among conservative critics, including from President Donald Trump, who told her and three other Democratic congresswomen of color to go back and help fix the totally broken and crime infested places where they came from. Ocasio Cortez was born in the U.S. Okay, so I will. So, in terms of what Amy McGrath said here. Um, I find it so troubling that our politics have become so nasty and personal. Okay, Amy McGrath, I completely and totally agree with you. In our society today, we have taken politics and we have made them pretty much political beliefs have divided people. It, it really has, and it's it's almost like you can't have a relationship with someone if they believe differently than you. Or support a different candidate than you. Okay, you know it, it's just become politics have just become so divisive, and you have to understand politics are not the end all be all. You have to be able to laugh at certain things. You have to be able to, and I, I'm not saying to laugh at this stuff, but I'm just saying there are certain news in politics where it's just like you know it, it's comical, it's comedy, and there are certain things you just you just leave you just leave alone, and you you don't take it to heart. But Amy McGrath is spot on. Politics have become; they have become nasty and personal. I remember, I remember when Donald Trump was running against Hillary Clinton, and it was kind of, be, it was you know, Bernie Sanders was still technically in it. But I, I saw um, some friendships end because of because of the election. When people, when some people found out, oh my God, you you support Trump, or you support Hillary, or you support or you support Bernie, you know, I, I I can't, I just can't be friends with you. I mean, it was it was just some nasty stuff, and now you see certain things where if I if person A believes one set of has one set of beliefs, and person B has the opposite set of beliefs, or just just say different sets of beliefs, and they support a different candidate person A supports, it's almost like those, those people can't be friends. And it really takes... Now, it's really sad, but it takes some serious maturity and serious, you know, understanding for people who have different beliefs and different political parties and different alignments to be friends. Or maybe not even friends, just acquaintances. I mean, you see certain things now where it's like, you know, people getting beat, you know... With if they support a certain candidate. Like physically beat. Or they get stuff thrown at them. And you know you see the whole issue in New York. With cops getting watered. Them getting doused in water. For no reason. Everything now has become so political. And it's very very dangerous. It just divides us so much. I've I've talked about this before. But my friends at you know Sacramento State they're all they're all um Democrats. I don't know if they actually vote, but I know they I know they lean they lean left and um, pretty much you know i'm I'm the only one that's Republican and supports Trump and stuff like that, but we get along just fine. We make each other laugh we we laugh you know at our own we laugh at our jokes, we laugh at ourselves and we we're able to make the class fun. Every single class that we're in, we make it fun and we make it lively we participate. And the class is actually enjoyable, even though even though we even though I disagree with them politically, there's no divide there. And I'm telling you, if we keep going down this path of you know divisive politics and intersectionality, that's one of the dangerous things about intersectionality. You know it's all about you know things you identify as your color, your uh your gender. Um, your sexual orientation—all of those things—it's like okay, I'm this, 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 and this. And what that does, it just divides us further. It divides us further. And it, it's—I'm telling you—it's just not healthy for a society. It really isn't. We as a, we as a society, we have to come together. We're not going to agree on everything. We're not going to be 100% on anything. If you take two identical twins, they will not have the exact same everything. They're not going to have the exact same beliefs. They're not going to have the exact same convictions. But we have to understand that there's more, you know, we can't keep fighting about this stuff. We can't keep we can't make politics so personal. Now these guys who did this cardboard this cardboard cutout this is... It's just stupid. Like, this, this is really just a stupid story and just... These guys had nothing better to do than to make a thing of ALC, a cardboard cutout of AOC and troll her. And mock her. And stuff like that. And it's just... It's just... It's really just stupid stuff. Do they have the right to do that? Yeah. They do. They do. But it, th- th- this is just stupid stuff and we... We can't just keep mocking and fighting each other. It, it, I mean, it's so important. I mean, you have one half the country who leans a certain way, and you have another half the another half of the country that leans another way. You know, it's you know, so that's half the population. There's like 343 million people in the United States, and you know, half so about 170 million support trump the other 170 million support uh they supported hillary i mean we we can only go you know now not 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 all these people voted but you you understand what i mean it was pretty much you know half and half in terms of the popular vote but you know that's ha- it's half the population and we we can't tear each other apart we can't we cannot divide ourselves like this forget forget russia forget china now they are important but we ourselves we are defeating and killing ourselves we're shooting ourselves in the foot every single day when we when we fight over stuff we're not we're not going to always agree on policy but what we cannot do we cannot take the political world and make that you know we can't attack people based on their political beliefs or or even their religious beliefs i have i have some i have good acquaintances who are atheists i have some acquaintances and friends that are agnostic i know and 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 have acquaintanceships with muslims i have a friend who's a catholic you know, we we don't all have to we don't all have to have the exact same beliefs in everything. But I'm telling you, when we just when we divide ourselves more and we we don't try to bridge the gap, you know, politics it might not be working. But you know, we can still you know you you know you and I can still go get you know we can still go to a a a, a sporting event and enjoy a hot dog together and just talk about stuff. Make each other laugh. You know, it's not about... It's not about Republicans, Democrats. It's not about red, blue. It's not about right, white, right wing, left wing. It's not about, you know, capitalists, socialists. These, yes, they are important, but they should not just define us and if someone does not identify as what we are, we cannot... We cannot... Separate ourselves from people who are different than us. We can't do that. We can't do that as a nation. It is very, very dangerous. And I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying it gets better. And I, I have to be. I have to be honest. I don't think it will. At least under Trump, because, because people just, the the president has always been a, a divisive figure no matter what um i mean probably the the i mean i can't the only guy who i can think of that's ever been president that wasn't really controversial was george washington pretty much everyone loved george washington i mean there he did have some haters and he did have people who didn't want him in office but pretty much george washington was the last guy who was president and wasn't that divisive I mean you could you could say fdr i mean he he spent you know four terms as president, so you know i mean it it's it's something but you, you I hope you guys understand my point we can't we can't just keep doing this to ourselves we can't keep shooting ourselves in the foot we can't keep hating our neighbors just because they believe differently than us. It's not healthy as for our society. And it's not even healthy for us individuals. Guys who took this picture... Come on. Actually... Come on. Like We can... We can do better. We can do... Better. Now... This... Story... This next story... I... I don't even know... This is, this is, it's not meant to be funny, but it, but it is, okay? This is from NBC News, and, uh, I'm just going to read to you the headline, okay? Passenger calls 911 from inside luggage compartment of moving bus. Driver was arrested. Just, just try to, just try to picture that in your head as I read this. A bus driver was arrested for allegedly locking one of her passengers in the luggage compartment of their Boston-bound coach on Sunday, authorities said. The Peter Pan bus driver, 49-year-old Wendy Helena Alberti, was booked on suspicion of unlawful restraint, reckless endangerment, and breach of peace, Connecticut State Police said. The victim called 911 at about 4 p.m. from inside the luggage compartment while the bus was on Interstate 84, headed toward Boston, officials said. The call was tracked to the bus and it was pulled over in Union, Connecticut. The driver, who was still operating the bus when it pulled over, identified by police as a male, opened the luggage compartments and they found the woman inside, according to a report written by Trooper Robert Hunter. The female victim was asked if she needed medical attention, which she refused, Hunter wrote. She further stated that she had been purposefully locked inside by a female driver, while attempting to retrieve items from her bag, the female driver was still on the bus as a passenger and was identified as the accused Wendy Alberti. It wasn't immediately clear if Alberti, a New Jersey resident, had hired lawyer had hired a lawyer by Monday. Peter Pan, based in Springfield, Massachusetts, said Monday, "It's cooperating with with Connecticut investigators." Alberti has been with the company since 2012 and previously had an exemplary employment record according to Peter Pan over her tenure she has received many customer commendations for her safe driving and customer service according to the according to a company statement Alberti has been suspended that was by David K Lee of NBC News I really have no commentary for this story this is this is this is a story where I just I have so many questions, and the the first question that comes to my mind is, okay, one, is the accusation true that this woman made against Wendy Helena Alberti? Okay. My second question is, okay, if this is true, what did this individual who was locked into the compartment do? I mean, this... This, this sounds like something from a comedy movie. This, I mean, I don't even, how do you even do this? How, how would you, I'm trying to figure out how would you, how you, how would you successfully pull this off? I have no idea how this would work. Like, how, how, okay, so if, if, if I'm Wendy... Okay, and I, I allegedly, I, I allegedly have a passenger who I, who I guess has done something. It doesn't say what the person did or what Wendy thought she was doing or anything like that. So I, so I go to this passenger, this woman, and I push. I obviously have to get out of the bus and I have to, I have to position myself behind this woman. To be able to successfully surprise her, use the element of surprise, and push her into the luggage compartment. Now, during this, you would think that there are like screams or sh- a little bit of a struggle and, which would, which would cause some attention to come in my direction if I'm Wendy. So I, I don't even, I don't even know how this happens. I, I just, this this story is it's just so bizarre. It's so bizarre. And I, I have no idea how I'm I'm gonna follow up on this story because I I just have so many questions. I, I don't even know what to say. This was this is probably the shortest response I've ever had to a story ever. But when I when I saw the story I just I couldn't quite grasp what happen but you know uh whatever i i just i really don't know what to say about this all right now the uh the next story that i wanted to do i got to be objective here okay you know with 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 uh, the housing crash of uh 08 Uh, you know, people really were affected. Their lives were affected. Their beliefs were affected. Some people lost their life savings in the bank. Um, you know, just so many, so many things happened, okay? So, uh, I'm gonna read to you this article. And, um, I'll try to react to it. I'll try to say my reaction after I'm done. But I don't think I'm going to succeed. Alright. Stay with me. Okay. Man loses... Man reunites with $23,000 found in a recycling sorting facility. Okay. Just put that in your head. Okay. This Friday, August 2nd, 2019 photo provided by Recology Shows nearly $23,000 in cash uh, discarded at a recycling bin in a shoebox, which was recovered by a worker at the Samoa Resource Recovery Center operated by Recology in Samoa, California. A man who accidentally tossed the money into the recycling bin reunited with his life savings Saturday, August 3rd, after a worker at the recycling facility in Northern California spotted it. Linda Wise, the the facility's General Manager, told the Santa Rosa Press Democrat most of the recyclables from the truck had been sorted by that time the man contacted Recology. Someone spotted the box down the sorting line Friday and recovered all but $320. The money somehow stayed in the shoebox during the 200-mile trip to the facility. Now, I... I'm sorry, I, I thought I could hold it, but I I, I couldn't, Okay. I'm just gonna say this: three hundred and twenty dollars. That just that sounds so exact. That like that's such that's such a strange number to you know. That just that sounds like such a strange question or such a strange number to lose. Like that's so exact. It's not you know, it's not three twenty seven, but it's not three. Th- it's not three twenty one. It's three hundred and twenty dollars, which is like a perfect number ending in a zero. Which is, I, I find that, I don't know, just, just strange, just strange. Okay. So, and then this this article was updated August 4th. A man who accidentally tossed $23,000 into a recycling bin reunited with his life savings Saturday. Uh, when the man from Ashland, Oregon realized his mistake on Thursday, the recycling bin had already been emptied into a truck bound for the Recology sorting facility in Humboldt County. The facility's general manager told the Santa Rosa Democrat most of the recyclables from the truck had been sorted by the time the man contacted Recology. Workers were nonetheless told to be on the lookout for the box. Okay, um, so that's pretty much that's pretty much the story. It wasn't pretty much any different. Okay, so let let me. If you have $23,000 cash in your home, okay, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. He might, this individual might have been one of those people who lost their life savings in 2008. Okay, that might have happened. And so he became skeptical of banks and anything related to the government or the market or anything like that. And so he said, "I'm going to keep my money in a shoebox in my home." Okay, this kind of reminds me of that SpongeBob episode where Mr. Krabs uh, has his money in his in the mattress, and uh, they get him uh, they get him a new mattress. And it ends up in the dump, and they got to find a way to get it back. And um, Mr. Krabs ends up in a coma, and it's a pretty funny episode. But that—that's what this reminds me of. That's what this reminds me of. There are so many other things you can do with this twenty-three thousand dollars. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's just think. Okay, you could invest it in the stock market. You could um, put it in the bank. Let's see, you could you could spend it and actually buy something. Okay, you could actually buy something. Um, you could buy some property. Um There there are so many things you could do with this twenty three thousand dollars and to just to just hold on to it like this. So this this is just there's there are certain things man which is like, hey man, you know, you gotta this probably just isn't the best idea. Okay, you're not you're not supposed to have large sums of cash in your home like that. That's what you know, that's what that's what banks are for. Alright. Um You know, congratulations that you found it and that you were able to get it back. Um I mean that was really that was really nothing you know that was that was God's hand right there that you're able to get pretty much all of it back. But I, I'm just I'm just I'm curious. Why are you holding it in your home? That's not something you want to do. That's just that's just not a smart financial decision. You're you're better off buying, you know property, uh, investing in the stock market, investing in, uh, gold, um, you know, investing in some, you know, something overseas, um, uh, you could buy, a. you could do a timeshare, um, you could, you could, you could, you could use, um, you can go on one of those sites where you can give personal loans to people and get interest back on that. But just hold people don't hold your money, don't get, don't take your life savings, keep it in cash and keep it in your home. You just, you really just don't want to do that. It's just, it's just not the best thing at all. Um, I, I just, I just this this is not the this is not the move here okay i I understand people lost their life savings but I just it's just not it's just best to not just put it in your home it's just it's just really not the best thing to do in case something like this happens now i don't I don't know what could have happened because I'm sure you would know I'm sure you would know. If if I'm if I'm the guy, okay, I know which shoe box has my cash in it. Um I might not I might not have it marked or anything like that, but certainly in my mind, somewhere I would know, okay, that's my life savings box. That's those aren't shoes. Um I mean maybe maybe someone else cleaned out his shoe you know, his shoe boxes. And just threw it away I don't know that's probably what happened. I can't see a guy doing that to himself now it's this is a very comical story um but but you know overall people don't don't hold on to don't hold on to your life savings and cash and keep it in your home invest it put it put it into real estate do do something with it have it try to have it make make some more money for you but don't just hold on to it. That's really just not the best move. So uh hopefully he learned his lesson and hopefully he'll be more careful. Now this this story I don't I don't I don't even know where to begin. I don't I don't know where to actually begin on this. Um Okay. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read the headline to you. Um, this is a very very short article from Fox News. It's, it's it's extremely short. I promise you I will not be able to to hold my reaction till the end okay here's here's the article okay Louisiana woman says meth found hidden inside body part is not hers. Just picture that in your head okay So uh, this is a woman. And it says inside body part, okay? So, um, you know where this was found, okay? This was not the ear canal. This wasn't her mouth. This wasn't under her tongue. This was inside her vagina. Okay, now here we go. Uh, this is by Nicole Dara of Fox News. Um... A Louisiana woman allegedly caught with meth hidden inside her vagina said she didn't know where the drugs came from, police said. That is the first sentence of, of, of this of this article. I okay, I'm gonna go objective here. Okay. I am how can I put this? This is very simple. I am a male. I do not have a vagina. I have a penis and testicles. so I, I I don't know what a vagina feels like on my own person. Um, I don't know what it's like to have one or anything like that. but I would imagine I would just I would just imagine that if you have a bag in inside of you, And you say you don't know where they came from. How is that even possible? First of all, how do you not feel that? This was this wasn't some. This wasn't a rabbit out of the hat. This was meth out of the vagina. And this is your own vagina, and you don't know how it got there. That that is I gotta be honest, if I'm if I'm the police officer who who did this, I would I I don't know how it, how I would not laugh in her face. I would probably be suspended based off my reaction. You know, she she's a nice good looking girl, um, twenty-three. Um, and it's like Girl, why do you have meth on you? Ashley Beth Roll roland why wh- what are you doing you you don't need this and the the excuse is just outrageous how does that even happen how do you how do you not know the bag of drugs is inside your vagina and you don't know how it got there i'll ju- i'll just say this let's say it's true let's say it's true okay let's say you didn't know how it got there you didn't feel it um, and let's say, let's say this is completely true. Um, I don't know anyone who would actually believe this. This, this, this sounds like, this sounds like a, you know, a, a, a something that could happen in a, in the Hangover series. Maybe Hangover 1, because all the other ones are garbage. Here's the rest of the article. Man, you know, and she's good looking, and that... Oh, God. Ashley Beth Rowland, 23, was accused on July 31st of stealing $5,000 from the apartment of a man she'd been staying with for about a week. <sighs> wow. According to documents published by the Sheriff's Office, Ashley Beth Rowland, 23, allegedly told police the drugs inside her vagina were not hers. The man told the West Monroe Police Department that while he was showering, Roland swiped his cash and left. Roland allegedly confessed to police that she, didn't take, that she did take the man's money and left his apartment. The documents said a female correctional officer later searched Roland and inside of Roland's vagina discovered $6,233, along with a clear plastic bag of roughly one gram of meth, which Roland denied was hers. Roland was arrested and charged with theft and narcotics possession online records from the sheriff's office state. as of Tuesday she remained behind bars in lieu of an, in lieu of eight thousand dollar bond this story I I don't even know so let's, let's just I mean think about it. okay so the female officer she takes she she she's searching her. You know, she she pulls it out, and she does it, and all she can probably do is just look at the bag of meth, look at her face, look at Ashley's face, bag of meth, Ashley's face, bag of meth, Ashley's face, and just wait for an explanation. And so, Ashley probably pretended to be shocked, or, you know confused, or, um, try to pretend like she was a victim of something. And the best excuse you hear from her is, uh, you know, you know, the officer's holding the bag and just looking at you and waiting for an explanation. And Ashley says, uh, well, I don't know what that is. I don't know how that, how that got in there that 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 meth may have been in my vagina but it's not mine and uh, the correctional the female correctional officer could probably all she could do was just uh, nod her head or maybe shake her head or just shrug her shoulders and just in her mind she was probably like you know all all the decisions I have made in my life have led me to this exact moment right here. And th- this is, this is unbelievable. This is just absolutely unbelievable. This this the story, the excuse that she gave. Yeah, the, the the that 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 may be meth inside of my vagina that only, really, I would have access to, um, but, uh, you, you, you may be shocked to find out that that is not, indeed, my, uh, meth. And so, that is pretty much where I think it's safe to end today's episode, and, you know, just think about your life choices, and, uh, you know, body parts, and, uh, genitalia and um crazy people just just this is this is one of those things where you you you're not really sure what to think um this story is v- pretty much laughable i mean the correctional officer she now has a story that she can share for the rest of her life that will probably never stop getting laughs um this, this, this story is just really something else. Uh, Ashley Beth Rowland, you're a good looking girl. But next time, just confess that the meth inside your vagina is indeed yours.